I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is PsychHacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is overcoming imposter syndrome. Feeling like an imposter is actually a fairly common psychological experience. It generally affects young people, which makes sense. Young folks are just starting out in life and initiating their careers. They have limited experience by definition, and they can find themselves in roles that have more impressive titles than their competence may warrant. And so there is a felt disjunct between the expectations of others and their own capacities to discharge them. Imposter syndrome, however, is not unique to young people. It can afflict anyone, especially when they move into a position with a higher degree of power and responsibility. Today, I'm going to be talking about the paradox at the heart of imposter syndrome, how to resolve it generally, and my own experience overcoming this feeling as a novice therapist. That's right. What you have to first understand is that there is a paradox at the heart of this syndrome. Rationally, it makes no sense whatsoever. Here's why. On the one hand, imposters believe that they are completely incompetent and inept, and that it's only a matter of time before the more competent and capable people whom they serve and work under will discover the truth about their incompetence. And on the other hand, in order for the syndrome to exist, Imposters must also believe that they are sufficiently competent and capable to fool all the people whom they serve and work under, people that they also believe to be more competent and capable than they are, into believing that they are, in fact, competent and capable. That's the paradox at the core of imposter syndrome. I'm incompetent at my job, but I'm competent enough to fool everyone around me into thinking that I'm not. You see, it's completely irrational. Both of those things can't really be true at the same time. So how does one resolve imposter syndrome? I think the way to resolve this feeling is to understand it for what it really is, namely a bid for reassurance. When we enter into a new role or a new position of responsibility, the vast majority of people reasonably want to know whether they are meeting expectations, whether they're doing it right, whether they're doing a good job. They lack an internal capacity to evaluate their own performance, and oftentimes, in the beginning, external feedback isn't necessarily forthcoming. It can take some time. For example, in a corporate role, you generally don't get your first evaluation until six months or even a year into that position. How do you manage in the meantime? On some level, it's entirely reasonable to seek out reassurance, especially when you haven't yet internalized the standards or expectations of that position. That generally comes with experience, which you don't yet have. So the seeking after reassurance is understandable. However, the liability inherent in reassurance seeking is that it tends to cultivate dependence, which frustrates the development of authentic confidence. No bueno. The way to navigate this is to establish as quickly as possible and as objectively as possible these standards of performance. Talk to your supervisor. Talk to those who may have more experience with the role. Ask them for the explicit criteria which they will use to evaluate your performance or by which they measure their own performance. Try to make these standards objective and behavioral as opposed to subjective and psychological. This means that someone on the outside should be able to tell whether or not you're meeting that standard as opposed to relying on your own feelings about whether or not you're meeting the standard. So far, so good? So. What do you do with these standards once you've got them? Well, 
every time the pain of insecurity arises within you with respect to your position, rather than seek out reassurance externally or simply suffer quietly within your own subjective experience, measure your performance against these objective standards you have established for yourself. This should stop you from going too far off the rails by essentially providing a reality check. Evoking these criteria will, with time and repetition, internalize these standards so that you can kind of act as your own supervisor. And this will help prevent the inappropriate cultivation of dependence on external sources of reassurance, which may not be role appropriate after a certain amount of time. This is the foundational skill for overcoming this syndrome. Now, before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this episode to someone who might benefit from its message because it's word of mouth referrals like this that really help to make the channel grow. You can also tip me by hitting the thanks button. It's just below this video that you're watching and tip me in proportion to the value you feel you've derived from this message because it's your support that makes all this possible. Couldn't do it without you and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Now, there are some other things to keep in mind that will also help to accelerate your process in overcoming this imposter syndrome. First of all, it's useful to appreciate the vast majority of people don't really know what they're doing, and they're in positions of power and authority anyway. This is because the number of problems that exist greatly exceeds the number of competent people capable of solving them. Society is a conglomeration of imperfect people imperfectly helping each other. Remembering this should not only help people approach others with greater patience and compassion, but allow people to treat themselves with greater patience and compassion as well. You should also keep in mind that most people don't have the bandwidth to really look too closely at whatever you're doing because they're too preoccupied with themselves. You are at best a cameo in the lives of almost everyone else. So the pressure is kind of off. No one is looking at you even a fraction as closely as you believe that they might be. And this is all important because the cultivation of authentic confidence, which is the consistent felt experience of success, can take some time. When I first started out as a therapist, it took me about five years to really find my clinical voice and my professional identity. And I might not have been able to get there any faster, even if I knew then what I know now. These things just take time and repetition and a willingness to tolerate that process. Finally, especially in the beginning, it might be useful to set your standards for satisfactory performance pretty low. Like you might've done a good enough job simply by virtue of the fact that you didn't make the situation any worse than it was before. When I would bring my doubts into supervision with my first clinical supervisor all those years ago, he would ask whether I A, killed the patient, or B, slept with the patient. <laughs> and when I responded that, no, I hadn't done either of those things, he would say, sounds like a good enough therapy session. Of course, my professional standards for myself are much higher now than they were a few months into my training, but hopefully you get the point. You can start low and then titrate up as you gain more experience and expertise. This is appropriate. Um, it's like a scaffolded approach to professional competence, okay? So that's what I have to say to you today about overcoming imposter syndrome. It's a good idea to internalize those standards of performance so that you don't cultivate inappropriate dependence. And remember, nobody is looking at you all that carefully and they're imperfectly doing their own jobs as well. What do you think? 
Does this fit with your own experience? Let me know in the comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. You may also consider becoming a channel member with perks like the priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As always, thank you for listening.